0: Hey folks, I'm Kathy Parker with Beyond the Ball Field. This is not your typical sports show. We won't be talking X's and O's, but we will be talking about raising your family in the sports crazed world. Let's not only survive sports, but let's learn to thrive on and off the field. So please join us as we look at life beyond the ball field. Today we're gonna talk with Xavier Brewer. Xavier, he went to school with my kids. He also played ball with them. My husband coached him. Xavier's story is one that turned out really, really well. But it was because some godly coaches invested in him. Our family happened to be one of those families that loved on Xavier and helped him get to the next level. Now, folks, I know many of us spend a lot of time at the ball field. Our kids have been trained. We've gotten the best equipment that we can get for them. We get them the best training that we can get. But you know what? Sometimes we need to be looking for those Xaviers, those that we can pour into, those that we can share the resources that our kids have, those that we can have over and let them eat at our home. Xavier ate at our home a lot. In fact, we... um, He was the reason that our daughter would come home from softball practice and not have food to eat because Xavier would eat it all. But you know what? We made a difference in his life and so thankful that we can be a part of his story, even if it's a small part. Xavier went on to play at Clemson with my son, and he went on to uh, do very well there. And from 2008 to 2012, he was a defensive back. Xavier got his degree, he did very well in school, and now he's back at Clemson. And he is a graduate assistant, he works with uh, the defense, defensive backs, and he is giving back in ways that he had been given. Um, the mentorship, working with the young man, he is one of those guys that you're just so proud, you're just so proud of, you're so proud that you had a part in their life. So I'm gonna let you listen to Xavier, and I think you'll you'll love him like I do. Xavier, you've had the opportunity to play for some amazing men in high school and in college. If you would tell me how impactful that is and some of the differences they've made in your life,
1: you know what? You can go all the way back to uh, Pop Warner um, back in. Little League, I had great coaches and just great men who loved the Lord, uh, loved being mentors, loved. The, the biggest thing was they cared about you more as a person than they did as a player because they all knew that there's one thing they had in common. They knew one day you'd be a father, one day you'd be an employee, one day you possibly be a business owner, and that's what they cared about. They cared about that person that turns 30, that when they see him, they come and hug him around the neck and don't turn and look the other way. You know, so those are the kind of coaches that I I grew up with and um playing the football as long as I did, <clears throat> I realized that wasn't the norm. And um I was just blessed because um I had guys like that and they inspired me to want to become a coach because I wanted to do the same thing for the next generation.
0: And you've done that. So obviously that was a pretty important lesson that you learned through having those coaches. Can you think of a experience growing up where If you didn't have those coaches there, life would have been totally different for you.
1: Yeah, I I honestly couldn't even imagine what my life would have been like without those guys. Um, My father was in and out of my life. He wasn't there all the time. Um, And then, you know, especially younger, when we moved from Denver to Florida, um, that's where I'm originally from. I moved to Florida when I was 11. And um, until I got in high school, and kind of started getting some attention from uh, schools nationally getting scholarship offers and stuff, and then he came back in. You know, I was never really that bitter towards him, Um, just looking back at it, um, but I was just really grateful, like I said, to have coaches that filled that board for me, you know, and coaches that weren't just football coaches, they were men of God, and they they loved Jesus, and they knew what their mission, what their purpose was, and again, they poured a lot into me, and taught me all the things that you can learn from football that apply to life. And so I'm just just really grateful for, to have coaches to fill that void. And like I said, I'll, I'll say forever, is, um, I just want to be able to do the same thing.
0: That is, that is a neat, neat thing that you had amazing men to be able to pour into your life. Do you think that with Dabo Sweeney, especially in some of the challenges that he had, is he able to relate to his players so much better?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, his life story is one of a kind, and all of ours is because it's our story. uh, But he just does a great job of being able to always pull from it at at the right times um, when a guy needs to hear something. Sometimes when they they don't think they need to hear something, he just does a great job because he's so relatable. He's so personable naturally. Um, just getting to, being back in the program now, I'm spending a lot more time with his family and his uh, people who've been around him since he was younger. He's just always been that way. He's always been very relatable and always, you know, had kind of been the, the center of attention without even trying, because he's just got that kind of persona, that type of personality that attracts people. But um, all the things that he's been through, I'm sure, helped mold him into who he is right now, because a lot of the adversity that he faced that he's been able to use as motivation and use as understanding that it's all that stuff happened for a reason. You know, one thing he always says is we're not going to waste the loss. You know, we're going to use that loss as an opportunity to learn. So you just go back to that saying, there's no wins and losses. You just either win and you learn. And that's what he's about. Cause any, he doesn't waste any adverse Opportunity, just like we lost that de- game to LSU, you know, we're gonna go back and we're gonna look at it and like make sure that we're doing all the little things right to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And you know, um, that's really a lot of things he focuses on is making sure we're doing all the little things right. And um, and it, it just goes back to here, here's a here's an example, get a good story here. Um, so in 2018 season, we went 15 and 0. And we had 66 guys make 3.0s or higher. And one thing about Clemson, there's no grades handed out. You're going to earn these grades. Um, and that's the highest amount of 3.0s we've had on a team. So not only do we go undefeated on the feet on football field, we had the best season academically off the field. And, um, but this past season, we had 61 uh, guys make 3.0 GPAs. And so now the message is, uh, we did great. I mean, that's still that's but that's the second highest. We almost got it, and guess what? In that championship. We went fourteen to one. We almost got it. And so what he believes is everything ties together. A message he always says is how you do anything is how you do everything, and um and and it just ties into everything in your life. Okay, so how are you living out the field? How are well, how are you eating? How are you treating people? You know, how are you cleaning up your locker? Um, so all the little things that go into your life. Like it, you can't just think you're going to do one thing in one area and, uh, not have it together in another area and that it won't affect another area of your life. If So you will, he always talks about the four wheels on the bus. And, um, if any of those, one of those wheels goes flat, guess what? The whole thing just is not going to work. The whole bus isn't going to work. We're talking about from a spiritual standpoint. I'm um, talking about from an academic standpoint, Talking about from a um a social standpoint, and then talking about um, obviously football. So you got to have all four of those wheels working for you to be able to get that bus moving. So I know it's kind of long winded right there, but just a lot of good stuff that I've been learning and uh, being back into the program. Just it's been awesome.
0: You know, that's one of the things I love about how Coach Dabo Sweeney is he spends a lot of time talking about culture and talking about what you do off the field will show up on the field. And you just gave example after example of, you know, what he teaches. And that is the grades, the classroom, the, you know, how you treat others, how you respect your property, all those kind of things. So I'm so thankful that you're in that program and you're even learning more Growing up, Xavier, you talked a little bit about um, your dad not being in the home and that kind of thing. Um, And I've seen it, you know, with my husband, you know, being a coach. And of course, he coached you when you were playing um, in high school. And I think that sometimes we can think when um, that everybody, you know, has it good or everybody um, we're just, we don't look out for those that might need that extra um, help and that kind of thing. What's some of the things that, being with the background that you've had, what are some of the things that you look for when you're around and you're your coaching um, young men?
1: So I just really just try to be engaged with them at all times, you know, as much as I possibly can, especially my position group. I work with the defensive backs and so on. Um, it's usually just trying to be engaged and kind of get a real feel and, like, not ask the small questions of, like, hey, how you doing? Or, What's up? Just and I try to have small talk. Try to have real questions. Ask them real questions. Okay, so how's God working in your life? How's God showing himself to you? How's God been revealing himself to you? And what are you grateful for today? You know, try to ask intentional questions to really, like, get a feel for how they're feeling and how they're doing. Because it's easy. I mean, I'm sure all day, every day. You know, one, they got fans who are reaching out to them, but then they also just have a lot of people who they pass by. Hey, what's up? How's it going? All those simple questions, but, you know, it, I, I like to ask intentional questions. From there, that's kind of how I'll, I'll gauge it off of that. So I wouldn't, like, if, if a guy's going through something, you know, I don't really want to try to go attack him or try to, you know crowd their space I want them to be able to feel comfortable to open up to me and I think the best way to do that is by asking intentional questions and then that's how you um, they gain your trust and then you kind of just you share back and forth stories of your different experience my different experiences of what I've been through and how I handle certain things how I push through certain things and um, hopefully it helps helps them as much as possible because that's what I'm here
0: for that that is exactly right and I love the way that you put that You know, sometimes we think if somebody, you know, comes from a good neighborhood or they even have an intact family or something like that, then they have it all together. And and that's not necessarily the case. You know, there may be things that they're struggling with and we need to be open and just be able to see, you know, how can I help you? You know, how can, you know, it's all like you said, you show that you uh, invest in that person, you care about them on and off the field, and it can make a better team and a better teammate.
1: Yes, yes ma'am. That's it.
0: Okay. One of the, the things that I I look at with raising athletes, and this is something that maybe we can help some families out there with, what are some of the key things that you helped get you where you are today?
1: Some of the key things, I'll say one of them is, uh, well, we can just go back to the mentors that I've, that I've had and the people just I've been surrounded with starting with my mom, you know, her spirit being a praying woman. Uh teach me how to pray at a young age and always having prayers over me. I'll say without that, I don't I know I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um and that goes along with the coaches as well. And um I would also say just and heck always I've always pretty much been an optimistic person. Always had a attitude of gratitude, um, if you will, because and I think that that's that's got me a lot through a lot of the adverse times that I've been through. Just always trying to look at the brighter side of things. So I would say, um, definitely having a just a positive outlook on life has helped me as well. Because uh, at the end of the day, everything's not going to go your way at all times. You're going to have you're going to face adversity. Life is ten percent of what happens to you, but ninety percent of how you respond to it. So, and I, I really believe that. So those are two huge things. Third thing was decision-making. Um, have I been perfect with my decision-making in my life? No. But I feel like a lot of decisions I've made in my life, I'm like one of them to come back to Clemson, one of them to go to Clemson, uh, one of them to go to Bartram from University of Christian, um, just remove certain girlfriends from my life, <laughs> um, remove certain friends from my life. I think that, that those really helped. Uh, make me to the person I am today as well. So I would say decisions, because every day we're faced with decisions. Um, and in the morning, like I, I preach to the guys about this all the time. It's like, when you wake up, there's a ruler of this world, and it's, it's the enemy. Like, the God made him the ruler of the world, but the ruler of all things is him. So you have a choice when you wake up in the morning to give your life to God, or you're going to give your life to the world. And so that's, that's one way I put it is like each day you got to make that decision right when you wake up. Okay. God, pray to God, let him know, God, I'm giving this day to you order my steps. Um, I trust you. I believe in you and you're the ruler of all things, not just this world. You're the ruler of all things. And I I give you control of my decisions today.
0: Well, you've always had a great attitude. Um, and, and that had to be difficult at times. You talked a little bit about your dad not being in the home and that would have taken out a lot of people you know a lot of young men and I I heard you talk to some young men one time about taking out that frustration on the on the football field like when you would practice and stuff can you elaborate on that a little bit
1: yeah so I, I was just thankful for the sport of football too because <laughs> like you said um, I mean, it just wasn't always just my dad. It was just all kind of other things that you know you can build a frustration for, um, especially being a pubescent young man. <laughs> you know, just naturally mad about whatever. Um, so I would always use I would I, I I'm like, still to this day I'm a compartmentalizer, and I'm working on that, but I would always store it up. And um, let it out on the field. And so I always, like people would see me out the field, and I was always smiling, in a good mood, and you know, pretty cheery and laughing. And I was looking for excuse to laugh. But I compartmentalized a lot of my anger, and I would let it out in a uh, on the football field. And so I, I played with a different demeanor and a, a, a certain aggression because of that. And um, like I said, now in life I don't I don't have that avenue. Now I can, can just go pump some weights. And sometimes that ain't enough. (laughs) So now I'm learning I have to talk, you know, I have to talk to people about how I'm really feeling. And I would say the biggest thing is staying with a close relationship with God, you know, and having him set my heart the right way as well and protecting my thoughts, protecting what I'm watching, protecting how I'm talking, protecting what I'm listening to. Um, Those are some of the biggest things that have uh, helped me grow spiritually. Uh, Who am I hanging out with? You know, um, my, my real friends, like, I don't have any, like, true real friends that are uh, that, that do not have a relationship with God. Like, I have a lot of acquaintances. I do have friends, but I don't have, like, true friends that I talk to about anything with that don't have a relationship with God. So, trying to stay tied into a community. Got a really great church here in New Spring that I've been tied into. Um, great relationship with a lot of the pastors there. Um, so, it's just a lot of those things just tie into it.
0: For a family. Consumed with their kids playing ball, okay, like that's many, 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 many families across across this this country, and you can get real caught up in your own kids and your own kids' success and your own kids' playing time, and what a mission field it can be. Like our house was um, with having players over, and um, and really that's how our relationship with you uh, began. You know, yeah. and, um, and I remember the first camp that uh that my husband said you're going if my kids are yep. going you're going and made <laughs> yep. you get in the car you know yep. straight um, from
1: work I was working at the summer camp
0: <laughs> and that and that changed yep. your life because you got exposure no and started getting recruited no doubt I guess the thing that um I wanted to get your opinion on is you know we tell our kids you know they have to watch their diet they have to you know, get sleep, they have to get rest, they have to perform well, they have to, you know, it's all about them, 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 but really it's about their teammates and it's about what this talent that they've been given, whether it's football, baseball, whatever sport it is, is—is a talent they've been given. What an opportunity that is to share with others. Would you agree? No doubt. You have a great saying that I wrote in my book, uh, that Debo Sweeney, um, told you about a wise man,
1: a smart man learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from others.
0: And who said that,
1: you know what? I think he got it from somebody else's world. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, but I give props then. Cause he reads a lot. And, uh, but so he can take that one.
0: Yeah. You have you, you always there at Clemson, you've got John Gordon comes in a good bit. Oh, you got you we're guys spoiled. have a have, yeah, you are. You you get the best of the best, don't you?
1: It's even more so now than before. It's like there's people out of nowhere. I'm like, dang, I didn't know that person existed, but they are super wise. And actually one guy who came in, uh he's now one of my spiritual mentors, is uh Coach Sherman. He coached at the Seattle Seahawks for um, about nine years. He coached for a long time, but it, that was his longest stint. His last stint where he retired, and uh, he coached Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl, um, but his biggest thing is, like, he is he is a man of God, and he has that word on his heart, and he came and spoke to us through a relationship with uh, one of our other coaches, and uh, I had to get his number right, right away. I'm like, man, I need this guy to mentor me, because... I know there's a lot of things that I, you know, that I got ahead coming, coming ahead that I got to be prepared for. And um I love our coaches for sure. They're all my mentors here for sure. But I mean, this is a guy that's retired that he's willing to pick up the phone whenever I call and um, give me advice on all types of things. And, you know, and just, and use it with the word as is backing it up because at the end of the day, that's where the truth is, you know, there's one thing to lean on our own understanding and just kind of say how we feel, what we think about things, but there's a whole other thing about what that word says, and that word is the truth. And God has so many promises for us, but we got to tap into him. And so, I'm just thankful for another another coach, another mentor to, you know, help guide me.
0: Well, you definitely are living by the advice. Then, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from others you're definitely putting that to practice and reaching out so yes, what ma'am. what a great example that is to the young men that you're coaching that you no yourself doubt. are reaching out to others yes ma'am Xavier thank you so much thank, thank you I, I love 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 hearing how you're doing and I'm just so proud of you
1: I appreciate that I appreciate you thinking about me
0: Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Ball Field, where we are using lessons learned in sports to positively impact our family and others. And for more information of how you can be a positive influence Beyond the Ball Field, go to our website, beyondtheballfield.com.